All right, we are back. It's the Two TV Sports, the Tosh and Jerry podcast. I was on with Jackson last week. This week, Jerry is back on the pod. We're here to talk some NBA, give our picks. I'm actually going up to Eugene. I'm pumped for the Ducks game. Maybe talk a little Ducks. Jerry, it's good to talk to you today. Absolutely. Mentioning the Ducks, sixth in the nation. Um, I do want to throw out there, this team's great. We only got blown up by Georgia, haven't lost since. I do worry that we're going to drop one to either Utah or Oregon State, though. Classic way for the Ducks to blow it. Um, yeah, so that has me worried towards the end of the season. We're coming up quick on that. Yeah, we we have probably three of our hardest games uh, left. And then even if we win all those, we still would probably either have to play UCLA or SC again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, guaranteeing playoff, but I think if we win out, we'll get in. UCLA would be okay down at the Rose Bowl, though, just because they have no fans. They never show up. So I'm not really too worried about that, that home field advantage down there. Yeah, and USC's defense. I mean, we'll be favored in all of these games, but it's just – I know, but it's very Ducks like gonna... to blow it, like, end of November. <laughs> so Yeah. It really is. Hey, but, Jerry, we're ranked ahead of Bama, so can officially say we're a blue blood. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would like to see some <laughs> damn landing recruiting classes, stack them, stay this consistent. I did like that he – vehemently denied the Auburn report. Not that like we had any doubt that he was going anywhere after year one. Like, why would you want to leave the ducks? Look at Mario Cristobal disaster of a season in Miami. You could argue that it's the <laughs> recruiting that, um, uh, Manny Diaz did, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what Cristobal's squad looks like in a couple of years, whether he can turn that ship around. Don't forget about Willie Taggart too. That's just a dumpster. All- I didn't even want to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, We'll be we'll be keeping track of some of uh, this college football action. I might even have a lock and upset from college football this week. Uh, so, but Jerry wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA. Um, he's got a team in the Eastern Conference that he likes, and uh, and Jerry, I'm interested to hear your take about this. So originally, we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers here. Originally, I thought they were going to be a better version of last year's Bulls, where they were solid, uh, could compete in the regular season. Uh, but didn't have the star to put you over the top. This Donovan Mitchell ad has ad addition has opened up the floor. Darius Garland balling, Evan Mobley taking a leap. I mean, this team is thorough through and through. I thought they were just going to be competitive game in game out, and now, you know, I'm worried that they don't need the one star to carry them over the top because they have Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, who's looked amazing. Um, I thought their like incredibly hot start was a little bit fraudulent. Um, I watched them play the Celtics game. I played the Celtics pretty closely and, you know, my measuring stick is, is my own team. I have a Celtics lens, um, took us to OT, won that game. They won that game. Um, and dude, they're good. They're good. They're solid through and through like tough to defend one through five. They don't have a glaring weakness that you can attack over and over and over again. And I think, you know, their biggest fear for them is health over the course of the season. And I'm not really worried that it's their first year together. That's why you traded all those picks and players for Donovan Mitchell. And I will add one other thing, too, while I'm on this tangent rant. Um, Donovan Mitchell, with an energized team, has been playing a lot better defense. So all those defensive deficiencies we saw in Utah, I think that was, you know, not really being locked in in Utah. So Yeah, they're going to need him to play uh, good defense because that's my one worry with the Cavs is you've got Mobley, Jared Allen, who are going to be great protecting the rim. They're going to be um, – especially in the regular season when teams aren't game planning as much to play mm-hmm. them. Like it's just going to be super hard to get anything in the paint, but 
the perimeter defense of Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, and Karis LeVert is something that I am. Dude, if Karis uh, LeVert is your fifth best guy in the starting lineup, that's not like a bad problem to have. <laughs> He's yeah, not like great, their, but it's their fun. starting their starting lineup is probably one of it definitely top five most well rounded starting lineups yeah. in the NBA, along with like the Warriors, the Bucks, Celtics. Uh, I'm interested to see if they get what they get from their bench, especially in big big uh, games because. Uh, they're clearly going to make the playoffs. They're going to be one of the top four seeds, I would say. So at this, at that point, I think they're not going to be resting guys though down the stretch because they're still such a young team. They don't have that like they haven't gone over any hump. So it's like they have they're going to be going balls to the walls the whole year. So I expect this yeah. team with barring any health to be in the top three seed. Yeah, I would agree. And then it comes down to if they can uh, get enough c- contributions from some of those other role players when they're playing the Bucks or the Celtics. Um, because I think their starting lineup can match up pretty well with either of those teams. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, if you're playing Kevin Love in the playoffs, is that, is that going to be good enough? Yeah, that's just not it. I do wonder though, who they stick on Giannis, whether that be Jared Allen or Evan Mobley, uh, in that series, if, and when it comes to that, so that'll be fun to watch when they go head to head. Yeah. The Hawks are also playing pretty well. Uh, they the are, East. but like I really don't believe in Trey Young carrying that team. Like once again, so I'm not really like they're. they're I mean, they're sitting in fourth. They're a game clear of the Raptors and the Bulls, but like I don't see them, you know, staying top half of the conference as this as this season plays out. Yeah, it's been a it's been a weird NBA season. Like you got the Jazz is the first place team in the West, and the Cavs is the second place team in the East. Yep, <laughs> and, and the Jazz traded their best player to the Cavs. Yeah, the Jazz thing makes the Cavs. The Cavs on the East make a lot of sense. I thought they were going to be decent, competitive, winning a bunch of regular season games. So I'm good with them. And this, you know, two is a little bit high, but I thought they could be, you know, three, four, five. Um, the Jazz makes no sense. Like they're actively or were actively trying to tank. They got some pro players there um, who just refused to lose. Which <laughs> I, I mean, there's no way this stays up, right? They're at a nine three clip. They're winning three fourths of their games. There's just no shot. Like I don't. I'd be There's stunned Danny still Ainge. if this team made the playoffs. Crazy. Crazy. Your, guy, your guy, Danny Ainge. Dude, I listen, I've seen him do tank jobs. He's pretty good at them. I don't know how this one went wrong. Like, at balling in Utah. Yeah. Too much talent. Even with, the, even with the Celtics, though, like, you guys, for the most part, stayed pretty good all those years. Yeah. I don't know if that's roster or Brad Stevens is overcoaching Isaiah Thomas, IT4 going off uh, for that one crazy season. He was third in MVP voting at, like, 5'8". Um, so that was, that was an awesome, fun year, um, until Brad swooped that, uh, GM job. What a, what a swindle by Brad Stevens, huh? Career ascent from Butler. Yeah. Um, all right, Jerry, well, let's, let's transition over to the NFL. Uh, cause I watched, I watched this weekend and that Jets bills game. That was just, that was just a fishy game all week. The line was like over 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the Jets, Robert Salah's defense is looking uh, fast and uh, tough to play against. And the Jets are now six and three. Jerry, who would have thought? Yeah, definitely not me. Um, I will say we going forward, Tosh, on these locks and offsets, we got to look at these division matchups because it's kind of like my theory going back a couple of years with uh, Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh. No matter how bad one of the teams are, the other always gets up for those games. I think that's like the I think the Jets are better than you know this year's Steelers team. Uh, no shock there. 
Uh, what I'm saying is these division rivals who know each other well, you draft to beat your division opponents for the most part. Um, the Jets came prepared. Their defense is rock solid. Their deficiency or their their one incompetent spot is Zach Wilson at the quarterback. You know, turnover turnover prone game after game, costing them. Um, they definitely have to get that figured out. But dude, these division games, if there's a big line on this, we got to just take the points. Like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> we've been watching football yeah. long enough to I know mean, the Bills and the Jets have played t- for 20 years, and neither team wins by 12. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I took that same logic and bet on the Titans last week, plus 12 mm-hmm. and a half. And that, that was my lock of the week in that hit. Yeah. So I like, I like using that, that logic there. Um, J-Rob or J-Rob and I last week on the pod did a top 10 and we both had the bills number one and we both had the chiefs number two and uh, the chiefs should have lost to a backup quarterback at home and the bills lost to Zach Wilson. So yeah. I don't think that you have shows, to change uh, those rankings, just like an overreaction to both those teams being in close games, the Bills losing. I think it's an overreaction to drop the Bills. Like, they can still very well be the best team. I know that they're banged up on defense, and Josh Allen might have this this injury now, but, I like, their team overall when firing is not stoppable. The Eagles' schedule, they haven't played anybody rock solid. Yes, it is impressive. They're still undefeated. I, you know, they're going to be favored in most, if not all, of their remaining games. Um, I don't know that they will go undefeated in the regular season though. Um, and I think especially if the Niners get rolling, I think the Niners match up with the Eagles very, very well. Yeah, I agree. I had the Niners ranked third in my top 10. Okay. And I had Philly, I had Philly all the way down at eight. I mean, that's a little bit fraudulent, but (laughs) maybe next week I'll have to put together my official power rankings mid season and we can rehash that. But yeah. The Eagles, the Eagles are definitely good. I don't know if eighth is where, where, they, where are they? In the, who do you have in the NFC that's above them or at their level? Uh, I just have the, the Niners and the Cowboys above Philly. The Cowboys above the Eagles. That's, uh, I mean, we saw that game. We saw that game earlier. And yeah, Philly had a, had, a, they won pretty handily, but also Dak didn't play and Cooper rushed through three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, I'm not convinced that Philly's offense is going to be great against good defenses in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did see Hertz get to the, uh, the playoffs last year and get blown out by Brady's Bucks. And that was a complete shit show. Yeah. Same kind of concern with the Ravens. Although I'm super high, higher on the Ravens than I have been this year. I think they could go far in the playoffs. The only problem is the AFC is absolutely stacked up top. I mean, yeah, it's loaded. It's crazy. Um, I had the Ravens at six. Yeah, yeah, and they should be, especially with that Roquan Smith ad. I mean, that's a huge trade at the deadline to bolster that defense. And, like, their defense yeah. is playing awful the first month of, of the season, and it's like it could not sustain that horrible level of play. They just had too much talent on that side of the ball. Um, yeah, they are a little bit banged up at receiver and uh, running back, though, but, we'll, you know, they should get a little bit of health going into the play. Their, their three losses were Dolphins by four, Bills by three and Giants by four. So they've been in, been in all these games, uh, which I like for a good team. Um, all right, Jerry, you want to get to our uh, picks of the week? Um, yeah. I know you had you had some selected. I'm kind of looking at this college slate right now. Totally good. Uh, um, I was looking at uh, – first I want to start with my upset because I was really, really considering Packers at home over the Cowboys. 
the only thing that scares me away here is the Cowboys defense is really solid. They're coming off a bye, and the Packers look in disarray. But it's Cowboys-Packers. Like, the Packers are going to be up for this. They're at home, 425 game, Lambeau Field, November. Like, you still got Rodgers. But I just can't pull the trigger on that. And so what I'm going to do instead for my upset is go to the Detroit Lions, getting three over the Chicago Bears because it's a division game. It's a 1 o'clock game at Fox. We just saw uh, Justin Fields ball out against the Dolphins. I don't know that he can do that back-to-back weeks, although he has been on kind of a hot tear. Uh, I'm just kind of tailing this division rivalry kind of trend here. So it's going to be tough on the road for the Lions, but I don't know that uh, Soldier Field in Chicago is that much of an advantage. Yeah, neither team should be favored in that game, I don't think. like Both teams are just so up and down. Um, that I can't trust any of them. Uh, if anything, I trust the Lions a little bit more. Uh, and the Lions, the they just, you know, they beat up on the Packers. I think they, they're playing, I think they're not playing better than two and six or whatever they are, uh, just because their defense is so bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, their offense should be able to keep them in the game, especially with John Andre Swift healthy. So we'll go with the Lions. I like it. Um, for me, Wow, uh, there's um, there's not that many spreads that I'm that I'm loving. Uh, no, but that was the problem I had last week too with all those double digit ones. And you know, one of them, one of them hits. Sometimes you take a swing and you land big. You got the park. Yeah, I'm, I, I kind of like your Packers take, but I just can't. I just can't pick the Packers right now. <laughs> I um, feel like if they're gonna win a game that no one really sees, it's this one. They're only dogs by five points though which i feel like that's what's a little bit fishy it seems like it should be higher like eight <laughs> maybe it's their at home and they they got the extra three um i don't really know my, mike mccarthy mike mccarthy back in town that you know that's going to motivate aaron Rodgers. yeah that should get the packers more points i think i'm going to take the packers spread if not, bet them straight up anyways this this weekend because I really just don't want to root for the Cowboys. I would like the Packers a lot more if the Cowboys weren't coming off of a bye. That's what's really giving me pause. Teams off buys, the health, the, it just, it does it goes a long way. So, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll give my uh, my lock of the week, and I am going over to the college football slate here, Jerry, because okay. NFL. Uh, NFL did not look very uh, appealing to me. And I'm looking at a few. Uh, I've made a lot of money betting against Mario Cristobal this year. Uh, They're playing at Georgia Tech, who's not good. But Georgia Tech's favored by one and a half. I was thinking about uh, betting against Cristobal again. Um, But Georgia Tech's just not very good. So I'm not sure about that one. Okay. I was going to say, I should tail whatever you're doing for college because I just get slaughtered every time I touch college. Every single time. I Really? I, every time. I'm the, opposite, I'm the opposite. With NFL, I get killed. With college, I, I do well. Dude, I'm up on the season for NFL on my, my own betting, which is nice. It would be nice if I was giving those picks as my lock and upset here. Those ones seem to be the two losers of the week <laughs> this season. So, got to turn that around for the listeners. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Uh, for my... Lock of the week. I am going to take Ole Miss plus 11 and a half at home against Alabama. Okay. Alabama has been a horrible road team this year. Uh, I know they're coming off a loss at LSU, but Ole Miss is, has a bye. Uh, that's a lot of points. And 
I think that Bama's just not that good of a road team. So I'm going to take LSU with the points as my uh, lock of the week. Um, for my upset of the week in college football, uh, this is a little bit of a tougher one. I'm going to take... I'm going to take K-State on the road against Baylor, plus 115. I kind of love that. K-State looks so good last week, though. <laughs> That's and probably why it, they're going to lose this week. It's college. It, well, and Baylor, like, yeah. everyone loves Baylor because of Dave Aranda, but their quarterback situation is not good. Um, I feel like you're and, also picking this because you need K-State to lose, or we need K-State to lose. So, Yeah, I mean, well, I'm picking K-State, Jerry. <laughs> you're picking K-State. Yeah, I mean, okay. I I just think Baylor's not that good. See, I think this is half the reason that I need your help in college because I was reading that the <laughs> other way. Maybe that's why I'm losing all my college bets. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, okay. They say it's just a better team than Baylor, I think. Even though Baylor's at home, they're getting two and a half. Is Baylor's crowd really going to be that big of a factor? You have so. to think not. Yeah, I, I like that. So um, Alabama and K-State is who I'm rocking with this week. This actually brings me right into my lock. It's a good transition here of lack of home crowd. My lock of the week is coming from the first game on Sunday. Tosh, you're going to have to get up early for this one. 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern in Germany. It's Seattle at Tampa Bay Bucks. I get the German Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> the German Bucks. Um <laughs> Ticket price is bananas, starting at 400 bucks to get in. So I don't think there's wow. going to be really like a home crowd. I think it's just going to be loud all throughout. Um, and I'm taking the Bucks money line as my lock of the week. I think a lot of people are loving Seattle. Uh, I know they're getting three. Uh, but Brady just eked out that win against the Rams. I think it's November, turning it around. I know the Bucks don't really have that much to do with the division. They're not really worried about it. But at some point, this team's got to figure it out. Mike Evans got to stop dropping everything. Um <laughs> I think that the Bucks get this one done. I really do. I think there's too much love on the Seahawks. We're forgetting who Brady yeah. is. It's Brady versus Geno at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> I know Geno's been an MVP candidate and deserves all that, and we give him love and all that, and that's all well and good. But when it comes down to it, it's like, who's getting up for this game? The Seattle Seahawks yeah. or the Bay Bucks? Like, this will be a big game for like the NFL just because just – like I, I can't fully buy into the Seahawks yet, and I can't fully sell the Bucks yet. But if the Seahawks beat the Bucks, I think I might come around on the idea that. And the that's Seahawks what's are weird too is up. like we saw the Bucks lose to the Panthers and the Steelers, who are both garbage teams, and the Seahawks are better than both those teams, right? So naturally, we should be on. Let's take the Seahawks neutral field. But there's something odd about this line. It's like Bucks are still favored by three. It's a, it's a standalone game where Brady can and will should shine. Um. Yeah, I I just I don't know. There, there's nothing like scientifically that says like we should be on the Bucks. I just got a good feeling about them, so that's why they're my lock of the week this week. Well, the rest will be with, on Brady's side, you know that. Hundred <laughs> percent. In Germany, easy money. Yep, easy money. and uh, that happened last week. I don't know if you saw that pass interference call at the end of that Bucks Rams game, but that was vintage vintage refs giving Brady a good call at the end. Hey, it was also a Brady masterclass. I can't let you uh, crab all over him. <laughs> yeah. Minute 13 left. 
in a couple hours. I mean, what are the Rams doing in that scenario? Playing a soft zone, letting you get to the outside. That was like some of the worst defense I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, they blew oh. that game so hard. And their season. Yeah. Their season. Yeah. I mean, they're I want to say, like, usually Brady's the one that is the reason for those comebacks and those spectacular, like, fourth quarter finishes. But the Rams just completely collapsed. That I don't even know that that was Brady magic. I think a lot of quarterbacks could have picked that defense apart. Jeez. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Well, Ducks are 13 and a half point favorites over Washington. Big game. I'm excited to, uh, excited to go week. to that. Yep. So let's get it. Dan Lanning. Going to go see him in person for the second time this year. So should be good. And I'm, I'm even going to catch a basketball game on Friday. So I'll let you know. Who are we playing? Uh, who are we playing? UC, UC Irvine. So okay, I'll let you know how the, how the basketball team looks, how Dan right. Altman's got his guys going. But uh for now, 2TV Sports is signing off the mic.